Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. The fact that Christmas is more than a cultural festival, but it's an opportunity to really worship God. And you can tell that by the heart and the passion that everyone brings along with everything that's said and done. And uh, these are yours to keep, by the way. So make sure you grab one, take it home with you and, I don't know, wave it at the television or something. Maybe tomorrow morning when you're watching the Queen's Christmas message, you can wave it at her or something or other like that. I don't know. There is another service tomorrow morning, 8.30 to 9.30. It won't be the same as this at all. So uh, they're all different. You're welcome to be a part of that. Uh, Whether or not the person who invited you to church tonight invites you back is always not necessary. We just love you to come anytime you'd like to be here. The following Sunday morning at 9.30, we'll have church again. I'm going to be speaking on Don't Be a Baggage Handler. And then in the evening, Falmola Paula is going to be speaking. No, he's not. It's Pastor Bruce Grant. I've got my people mixed up. They look so similar. (laughs) Pastor Bruce Grant was teaching at the mouth of the Amazon earlier this year to 400 people that wanted to learn how do I help people that have been victims of sexual assault or domestic violence. And so he was teaching that and I've asked him to adapt that message for the last service of the year to help many of us that maybe this year something, maybe you didn't do it, maybe it just happened. Maybe it was something, the death of a loved one or anything that troubled your business or your life generally. You go, how do I move on from that? How do I make sure I don't carry it into 2020? He's going to be helping us with that. And that'll be just so great. We're looking forward to that immensely. Uh, We've got guest worship leaders. Mark Alan is one of those all the way through January in every single service, uh, special guest worship leaders. It's going to be really, really great, that's for sure. And by the way, at the end of the service tonight as you leave, there's eggnog for everybody. There's Christmas cake and white Christmas. And if you don't know what that is, I'm pretty sure it's Australian. Uh, is it English? I don't know where it came from. I just love it. It's a a rice bubble confection and it's really yummy and we'd love you to stay and enjoy some of that with our compliments, that's for sure. Uh, I want to read to you from Luke's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 26. Let me take a minute. I'll try and get through the whole lot of it because even though you know the story, you know, Christmas doesn't stop life happening. The Christmas story, the Christmas cards, All that stuff. I was in a shopping centre car park this morning. I'm watching people for whom the Christmas spirit has not landed yet. You know what I mean by that, don't you? You get into the shopping centre and it's every man for himself, every woman for themselves. It's almost like get out of the road. I've got my shopping trolley and I'm headed for where I want to get. And please don't get in front of me. And so I know that life doesn't change because the calendar ticks over to a special day. So I want to talk to you for a minute about something that I think 
affects every single one of us. It certainly affects me. And I, I didn't know what the program was going to be tonight, really. Didn't know the words that were going to be said, but you'll be surprised or maybe not when you hear what I'm going to say and how it relates to so much of what's already been given to us tonight. Luke one twenty six says, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favoured one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary, you've found favour with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and will call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there'll be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I don't know a man? Now that didn't mean she didn't know of a man. She's engaged to Joseph. It's an old fashioned term which simply means I've never been physically intimate with another man. The angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit is going to come on you. The power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her that was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, behold, the maidservant of the Lord let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. You've got to understand that in the culture of Mary's day, an engaged woman, a single woman, found to be pregnant, would have suffered great shame, ridicule, perhaps even worse. Lots of us here know the story of the woman caught in adultery that the religious people gathered and said she ought to be stoned for her sin. And Jesus stooped down the dust and, and so she was released. This woman, Mary, about to become pregnant as a single woman, doesn't know how her fiancé, Joseph, is going to respond. The angel doesn't tell her that his next visit is to Joseph to uh, assure him that it's okay. She doesn't know where she's going to live. She doesn't know how she's going to raise the child. But she says, yes, Joseph and Mary proceed with the marriage. Then they have to go to Bethlehem, which is some distance away. And now Mary is heavily pregnant and they go there without Travago. They go there without a booking. There's no way to, to call ahead. They flee to Egypt after that, where they don't know anybody at all. And they have no idea how long they're going to be there for. And yet again, both of them say yes. Now listen, we live in a world that tries to eliminate all uncertainty from life. We are almost paranoid about it. We track our children with our phone apps. At least some people do. We're bombarded with warnings uh, about danger in the home, 
about dangers outside the home, about dangers to our health and fears about the future. I mean, turn on any afternoon television. It's all about you've really got to be making preparation for something bad that's undoubtedly going to come your way. It seems to me that in this world where we know more and where we've got more, we are more paralysed and made anxious by uncertainty than almost any generation that's ever gone before us. And yet Mary lived with great peace despite all the uncertainty that I mentioned. I want to give you just a couple of quick things that I hope will help you because I've got no doubt some of you here tonight are facing a lot of uncertainty in your life and your world. There will be stuff in your business. You're going, I don't know how that's going to work out. Maybe it's a health deal and you go, well, I'm really not sure. They've, they've given me some encouragement that they can give treatment, but I'm not sure really what the outcome of this is going to look like. Or maybe it's a loved one, a child, a parent, who knows. I was talking to a friend of mine just this morning whose wife has just been taken into care. And he says, I'm not really sure how I'm even going to do Christmas this year. I'm not sure what the future looks like for me. And so I know that what I'm speaking about, it's not a downer, it's a, a very much the opposite. Mary traversed all that uncertainty and yet still came out of it, obviously, in a great way. We celebrate her, we celebrate Joseph, we celebrate the Saviour, Emmanuel. That's what Christmas is all about. But it's not just a cute Christmas card story. It's real people engaging with real issues in their life. And so here's the first thing that I think you've got to do if you want to live well despite uncertainty around about you. And that's this, simply be certain of the things that are unchanging and are unchangeable. I don't know whether you know it or not, but there's a whole stack of life that is unchanging. Maybe it's not the love of the boyfriend or the girlfriend. Maybe it's not your job or your career. Those things certainly you wouldn't say are unchanging. But let me give you a couple. Isaiah 55 and verse 3 says, I'll make an everlasting covenant with you, the sure or the certain mercies of David. I love the fact that Christmas, if it says nothing else, it says to me that God is merciful. Peace on earth, goodwill to all men coming from heaven to a world that was so driven and riven by all manner of brokenness and cruelty. The Romans who devised the death by which Jesus would die did it because it prolonged agony to the utmost. They did it because it wasn't, they, they almost gloried in the pain and suffering they caused. And yet into that world, the angels come and declare peace on earth. There is something that's certain. The mercy of God is certain and sure. Can I tell you, I don't know what you've done or haven't done. This much I know that no matter who you are, no matter what you've said about God, thought about God, pushed God out of your life or whatever, I know the only thought God has to you right now that will never change is the thought of mercy towards you. He's just looking at you going, you know what, how can I show mercy to this one? How can I do good for them? Proverbs 11 verse 18 picks up on that and says this, but he who sows righteousness will have a 
sure reward. In other words, that good is ahead. Mary and Joseph weren't certain of everything, but they were certain of the faithfulness and the goodness of God. They were certain of the things that are unchanging and the things that are unchangeable. There isn't anybody can change the way God thinks. There isn't anybody, no matter what you do, can change the way that God wants to act toward every human on the planet. It's just the most beautiful, the most wonderful thing. Listen to me, if you're here tonight and you're not a Christian because you think it's a religious box or you think to yourself, well, you know, really that, that space wouldn't be me. Maybe you've looked at what other people would do or what you think being a Christian would involve. Maybe a change of behaviours. Well, that may be so, but can I tell you, long before you ever get to that point, there will be the mercy of God that is so certain and sure. There's a God who loves you just because He does. It's powerful. Here's the second thing. I'll finish with this. Because the first one's be certain of the things that are unchanging and unchangeable. The second one's simply this, trust God with the things that are changing and are changeable. Your future, your loved ones, your circumstances, our world is definitely changing and absolutely continually changeable. Think of all the things that we keep getting surprised by. We read them almost every day. And yet there are those things in our world and God says, why don't you trust me with that? Let me, let me just finish by telling you this story because I was with a man once who'd been raised in a very religious home and background and his idea of religion was one of everything being quite ritualistic and, and hard, I think. And I remember being with him and his wife and she had tried to tell him about Jesus but he had really struggled because of the religion in his background. And I remember saying to him this one point, I, I think it was a wise word from God because it sure wasn't something I'd ever practised or thought of before. I said, look, all you've really got to do is tell Jesus you're willing to trust Him with your future. And he looked at me as though a light went on and he said, oh, I could do that. And I said, well, why don't we pray right now? I was in his home. And in his home, that man, I'm kneeling beside the chair he's sitting in. He was quite ill. I'm kneeling beside the chair he's sitting in. And he said this very simple prayer, saying to Jesus, Jesus, I trust you with my future. Now you might think, well, what would that do? Well, I'll tell you what it did for him. Because his family, his son, his wife, told me that he became a changed man from that moment on, from the simplest of prayers. I went to see him again and it was like a different human. There was a joy and a peace inside of him now that had never been there before. And his family told me that was the way he lived the rest of his days. So does it really work to tell Jesus, I'll trust you with all the stuff I don't know? It absolutely does. Let me just pray right now with people that are here, maybe every head bowed, every eye closed. I don't know you all here in this place and maybe you've come here tonight going, well, I wish there was an answer for my life. I wish I knew God. I, or maybe you came in here and you weren't even thinking about Him much at all. You've just come for family. And I'm glad that you're here for whatever reason you're here. But tonight, if you would like me to pray with you and I won't embarrass you at all, it's not about that. 
But I'd love to lead you in the same prayer I prayed with that man kneeling beside his lounge chair, telling Jesus, I'll trust you with my life. I'll trust you with my future. If that's you here tonight, you'd like me to pray with you right where you are. Just so I know I'm praying for you, all I'd like you to do right where you are. I'm looking around, but I'm the only one. I'd love you just to slip your hand up, put it back down again. Thank you over there. Yep, cool. Thank you over there. That's great. Thank you over there. Yep. Anybody else just saying, I just want to trust Jesus with my life. Maybe you're here. Maybe your first time. Thank you. Maybe first time to church. Or maybe you've come a bunch of times, but nothing ever really grabbed your heart and life. And right now you want to say, yeah, Jesus, I'm going to take that step and trust you. Thank you. Is there anybody else just wherever you are? I don't want to miss anybody out. And I will not embarrass you. That's not the purpose of this. It's for you to be able to pray a prayer that says, Jesus, I trust you. Is there anyone else just I'll look around? Then we're going to pray together. Matter of fact, why don't I'm going to ask everyone that already knows Jesus to pray with these people just to encourage them. This is the prayer I prayed with that man. Why don't you pray it after me? Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me because I matter to you. I trust you with my life. Come into my life and save me and help me. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Then I prayed for the man. Let me pray for you, Father, for every one of those people that just right then made such a simple step, but such a powerful one. Thank you for them. I pray that like that man, Lord, they will experience what it is to know Jesus and to walk with Him and to discover how real He can be in their everyday life. Thank you for it, Lord. Amen. 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 Listen, put up the yes text if you would, please. Maybe you didn't lift your hand or maybe you did. You want to do this anyway. You can text yes to that number, 488 If you do that, the next morning at 7 a.m. our time here, you will get a a, a one screen of your smartphone with a, it'll come up on there, a, a scripture, a verse out of the Bible just for you. Comes from us, by the way. It doesn't come from anywhere else. It's from our church. And also a prayer that you can pray to make your own. And so many people have told me how impacting that's been to their life and how helpful it's been. And uh, so I'd love you to do that. Or you can do it on the web there as well. If you'd rather do it that way, that'd be great. Let's give all those people just a big hand and say, well done. Congratulations. If you don't have a Bible and you'd like one, the Connect Hub, we call it out there. Just you'll see all the tables and the sign. We'd love you to go out there for that as well. That'd be great. Well, how good is this? Thank you, Leanne, by the way. Uh, Leanne has... I'm not sure that Leanne's family have seen a whole lot of her for the last month or so. She has been working so hard, all of our productions and all the different services. She's done an amazing job and we really appreciate you and love you. Thank you so much. I know you do it for God, but we love you for it. Great. Well, just a couple of more quick things before the eggnog and the Christmas cake and the white Christmas. Huh? Just a couple more quick things. One is we're going to do what we always do in church. And that's we're going to bring our giving to God. If you're a guest here, this is not aimed at you. It's not a pressure thing for us. It's an opportunity thing for us. We love to give, love to celebrate and to be a blessing. 
And so the host team are going to come and receive our giving. But while we do that as a special treat, you've got to remain seated while the offering's being received. I want you, before we do that, just to welcome one more time our very own Sarah Janet Brittenden.
How beautiful was that? What a majestic anthem, Noel. Well, we get to sing now everybody, well, maybe not everybody, but a lot of people's favourite carol. And uh, it's particularly loved by the children, but also for all those of us for whom it brings back all the memories of our childhood Christmases. Of course, I'm talking about Away in a Manger. Perhaps you'd like to stand again as we sing this one. Thanks, team. Thank you so much for joining with us this evening and having uh, fun, I hope. Um, now the choir have a final message for us all tonight. Good evening. God bless you all. God bless every single one of you. Have a wonderful evening and join with these this tribe of musos. Join in. Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas. We 